Welcome to Portable Chicken, episode nine. nine. A very special episode where Number we finally nine. lose all of our digits. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine. You can't put me on the spot like that, see? Oh my goodness. Do you think we could round up a few folks and meet up down at the speakeasy? I'm I, thirsty. I don't understand what you're saying, Kathy. What do you mean? What do you mean? Are you, you trying to say I should marry you? You aren't a Republican, are you? I simply couldn't abide that. I would never vote Republican, I tell you what. Look at me, I'm wearing pants. You see that? World, I'm wearing pants. This is Jeff, and to my right, we have the fantastic... Squeaky, squeaky, Alex Squeak. And of course, across the room, filling up the fourth chair, we have... Garrison is here. Looking like the Great Gazoo. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> is that insulting? No one knows how to take that, man. And to my left... It's the notorious R.O.B. <laughs> Ladies aren't supposed to wear pants, but I am, because I'm Catherine Hepburn. Why are you on this flight? Why did you ever come to this flight? I don't understand. I Captain's peanuts, peanuts, you know? Captain's log. You know, that era just seems very, very confused. <laughs> that era is very, very confused. Really need to do I that. could just never say I love you, but I do. I love you. I love you, Catherine. It's fine. Oh, we'll get a nice words, little shack together. We'll get a nice little shack in the suburb. It's fine. Everything's a question. <laughs> oh my goodness, Captain! <laughs> we have the Klingons coming. <laughs> Star Trek Noir. <laughs> this all this all just started because freaking the other day I made a joke that um, that uh, Kate Mulgrew, who plays uh, Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. Uh, has kind of a similar physicality, but carries herself and speaks in an astonishingly similar manner as that of Catherine Hepburn. So anytime Voyager is on, people kind of either start hating me and or change the channel because I start replacing all of her dialogue um, with, like, a Catherine Hepburn impression. So it's like, you know, Captain's Log, I went down to the commissary, see, but they didn't have what I was looking for, so I had to have the, you know, the, I don't know, I'm just... My doctor's a hologram, it's basically like he's not there, I can't even tell. I just, yeah, rustle me up something and, oh, open a channel, you know, just, <laughs> she just, and it's, and people are just like, will you stop? And I'm like, I can't, like, once I get into a bit like that, I'm stuck. Ask Garrison, I once spent half of a hockey game talking like I was Canadian, and I couldn't stop. You couldn't. Yeah, we were at Sobo's, too, and that's a check bar. So it was just kind of weird. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm, I'm just picturing you talking like Catherine Hepburn, Hepburn at a check bar. No, I was... It was the Canadian, it was the Canadian accent at the check bar. It was a Canadian accent, like, oh, don't you know? Like, because we were watching hockey, and I don't even remember how it started, but once it started, it could not be stopped. No matter how many shots of fireball entered my body, I think that actually made it worse. Yeah, I think you actually kept that accent for the next three days. Shut up. How was work, by the way, with that accent? Yeah? Yeah? It was work? really hard to answer the phones. <laughs> <laughs> the phones were tough, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, oh, but yeah. no, the, the Catherine Hepburn thing, oh, God... Like, if I watch Voyager, it's problematic for anybody who's watching it with me. Let's I was going to make some that. joke about both Voyager and hockey having a neutral zone, but... <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. You're very clever, Jeff, with one out. It's a neutral zone infraction, I say, I say, I say, yeah. Yeah, see. So, I, I, I still got to say it. How did the U.S. lose the bronze to Finland? To Finland! What, what did they even do there? I don't know. They never make the news. They never make waves. They're apparently just... They don't exist except they, for... I don't know. Do they slap fish? What do you do up there? Seriously. They, they have nothing... What's their economy like? Apparently they can play hockey, though. I guess. I'm just... I'm just... one Like, fin, seriously. When was the last time you legitimately recall Finland being in the news for something... Anything. Ever. Finland. That's where you get your Ikea screws. I mean, they That's don't right. even have a Muppet. Right. <laughs> right? But I just, I was just like, seriously, what do they do? So they're famous How? for particle board. Oh, that's, that's winning. Obviously, the hockey sticks weren't made from Ikea. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Bastards. That's Hello, that, that's that even, I, I like how in order to make fun of Finland, we have to make fun of Sweden first. We're like, I don't even know how to make fun of Finland. You know, what that is? <laughs> you know what that is? That's guilt by association. They're guilty by proxy. They so will... Finland is the European equivalent of Delaware, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 
Ask my sister. She lives there. She'll tell you. I mean, it's the truth. Quick, someone name something from Finnish culture. Trolls. Uh, that's that's Norway. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. Yeah, they don't Guilt wear the, by association. They, they don't wear the wooden shoes, do they? The clogs. No, those no. are the Dutch. Oh, okay, that's the Dutch. I guess um, here, here's the ultimate test. Who was the last person to invade Finland? Has anyone ever wow. invaded Finland? I don't think anybody does because nobody gives a shit about Finland. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> yeah, now they're going to be invading them for their hockey skills, apparently. <laughs> they're going to import them. Yeah, we definitely will. Wasn't that big? You started to see a lot more Finland mofos in the NHL. <laughs> Uh, the it's abs like, are gonna snatch them up. It's like one of those countries that someone would accidentally invade, like they meant to go to Sweden, but they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, "We are here for your uh, meatballs. We are here yeah, for your meatballs. geography and cheap furniture." That's not us, dude. <laughs> and then they're like, "Well, shit, this is awkward." Well, I thought that was too easy. <laughs> would you like a herring? <laughs> <laughs> we like to slap them. <laughs> Try it. We well, are famous for our fish slapping. <laughs> oh my god, if anybody out there listening is Finnish or knows anybody who's Finnish, tough shit, we're still going to talk about it. <laughs> the opinions of Portable Chicken do not represent... <laughs> Don't you disclaim us. The opinions of Portable Chicken do not reflect their thoughts about Finland. Really, we love Finland. No, we don't. <laughs> Finland, you took our bronze medal. Fuck you. <laughs> They took our bronze orb. Just because it's easy to score against Sweden, we always knew that. <laughs> Canada's an icy bitch. This is a Finnish coach. This is his entire pep talk. Alright, boys, let's go take the ice, and afterwards we're gonna slap some fish. <laughs> fish slapping now. Fish slap on three! One, two, three! There was there was one Olympics, I'm trying to remember what year it was. One Olympics where Canada was officially just allowed to skip everything and they were the final team. Oh, yeah. I'm dead serious. It was basically like all the, all the rest of the competition played out. Canada didn't play a single team until the finals and Canada still won. Well, the reason why was because they were like, okay, look, we don't want you guys beating the crap out of these people, these other teams, and, you know, basically throwing a hair or a wrench in, into the whole situation, we're going to let you guys just play whoever ends up afterwards. Because, yeah. like, seriously, they just would have beat everybody and taken all these people out of the competition. I mean, how important was it? I couldn't even watch the game in America at the time it was on, unless I was doing some sort of weird pirate thing where I, I do a VPN to the UK and then watch it. <laughs> uh, not that that really happens. Portable Chicken does not support pirating. <laughs> Can I just say for the record that while we're going on and making fun of all these other countries, I'm pretty sure I just got an email from Ikea that was just that's, perfect that's timing. <laughs> Please note, Portable Chicken loves Ikea. Please don't kill us. <laughs> no, but, I mean, Canada actually changed their liquor laws for one day so they could start serving booze early in Canada to watch the Olympic finals. See, that's dedication to your sport. You don't ever hear of some crap like that happening for football. Well, you do know that the traditional, like the actual definition of a hoser is somebody who drinks beer and plays hockey at the same time. So when I say to Canada and their team, what a bunch of hosers. You're actually quite accurate. Yes. Yeah. Spot on. Suck it, Canada. <laughs> I almost said Canada. Suck it, Canada. All right, boys, let's drink our fish beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mike Turner, and welcome to the Ike Turner Vocal Academy. <laughs> no. That's like the one I will not enroll in. He'll hit me. We use, we use a dangerous combination of corporal punishment and modern singing techniques in order to improve your voice. In just eight weeks, you will learn the open-handed slap, the backhanded slap, the cane slap. You guys are terrible. And the pass out on the couch after too much smack. Uh, well, there goes my chance of ever meeting Tina Turner. Thanks, guys. I think that ship has sailed, sir. <laughs> oh, oh, me. oh no! What? Nothing. He just gave the glare. Away from the glorious over here.
You know, I grew up about two hours away from like the nice part of the Jersey Shore, like Cape May, old like Victorian resort, like seaside village, like legit boardwalk, really nice little shops and everything. So when MTV's all like, we're gonna do a reality show on the Jersey Shore, I'm like, oh my God, it's gonna be all my old hangouts from when I was little. And I watched it and I was like, oh, they went to the shitty part of the Jersey Shore where all the assholes live. And I got through maybe five minutes of the first episode and I literally felt my brain cells gasping for air as they withered and died in my skull. MTV is good at drawing stereotypes of anything, including cities, man. Like Jersey Shore. I mean, I'll be honest. I've been through Jersey. I haven't found this nice part you're talking about. but I will take you there. <laughs> I'll take you there. I'm serious. Everybody deserves to go to the good side of Jersey at least once in their life. Uh, is that east or west of the pike? I thought that was New York. <laughs> wow. The bad side of Jersey's Pennsylvania. That's <laughs> Which is where I'm from. You're not helping matters here, Jeff. With one F. Oh, Philly. <laughs> it's one step above a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> one step above a carnival. Were you there for that discussion? No. We were outside. I don't think I'm going to like it. Though. We were outside of Hamburger Mary's and this guy was trying to talk us into all the benefits of Philadelphia. To begin with, this guy was supposed to be a stand-up comic. And he was trying out his. He was trying to do some spiel on us, and it was it was really sad. Which is bad when you're outside the bar smoking a cigarette, and you you say, "Hey, you want to hear my stand-up comedy routine?" Probably not the time, right? So it, <laughs> it's like, nope, nope. Comedic timing's already ruined. It's like when somebody says, "Hey, you should really listen to this song," and they watch you while you listen to the song. That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> but he 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 gets outside and he's trying to talk us and all this stuff about Philly. And pretty soon he's like, you really have to try the food, man. The food is amazing. It's it's like, you know, when you go to a carnival and you have these funnel cakes. Well, maybe it's not as good as that carnival thing. It's like, so wait a second. Your your argument for Philadelphia is the food is one step above a carnival. <laughs> you know, can I be brutally honest? That's kind of true. Right? <laughs> We got, you see, the best thing about Philly. Seriously, it's the cheesesteaks and it's the funnel cakes. Those are the only two things that I fondly recall from the cuisine there. Otherwise, you can pretty much get it anywhere else in the yeah, planet. But Both the things that are delicious while eating, but after it's in my stomach, I want to vomit. That's pretty much what happens. Funnel cake? Man, I keep yeah, expecting you to say... The cheesesteak, I understand, but funnel cake? Like, funnel cake, cheesesteak, and here's a fried Coke. You know? I don't need the whole A deep-fried Pepsi. Deep-fried Pepsi. I think funnel cake should be shared with, like, six people. Like, I only eat, like... Share with me. This little chunk of it, and Share then with I'm me. like... I'll I'm eat enough for five this. people. About to throw it at somebody. <laughs> I, I will say, I think this town does need me need more food vendors on the street at night. Like, I miss that from Boulder a little bit. Mm. But, you know, Philly's got that down. But, man. They sure do. Man, that food. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it helps at the time, though. It's like the late night mechanism that's triggered in your body when you've had just enough to think Taco Bell sounds delicious. It's the same thing for the hot dog carts in Philly. Yeah, but where's the hell? Although, you can't go wrong with the soft pretzels. I forgot the soft pretzels. They that was his other pretzels. point. <laughs> he was like, soft pretzels? Funnel cake? Cheese sticks? I'm like, like a carnival? <laughs> He's Shut like, no, it's, no, it's it's a it's better than a carnival. So you're suggesting Philly is one step above a carnival. <laughs> it sounds like you put a lot of words in this young man's mouth. Was he even from the Philadelphia area? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was. No, he was from Philly. He was trying to talk us into um, making a musical. Like we were talking outside about making Empire Records into a musical for the stage play down here. Like yeah, we, we thought we should just get a group of people together and do an Empire Records oh, musical. Oh, I know who you were talking to. And he's like, my friend wrote a musical. I'm like, oh, God. I know <laughs> who you were talking to. And he's not from the Philadelphia area, but he is from nearby. So he's allowed. Ah, uh, crap. There is, is my whole argument for making fun of him. Is he a poser? No, no. I mean, oh, God, as in he just completely took away all my ammo and I have nothing constructive to say, so... Where's the, where was the Hillel cart? That's my question. Like, you have Philly cheesesteaks, you've got soft pretzels, but no Hillel cart? You weren't looking hard enough. What the Hillel? <laughs> you just... How long have you been sitting on that one? How long? Beat this man! <laughs> anyway... In the usual suspects, everybody that was in the movie thought they were Kaiser Soze. That was one of the tricks upon 
like the the director gave to everybody. That sounds pretty huh. good. He told them like they're all Kaiser Soze. When that they, sounds legit. They didn't find out until they went to the premiere. Can you imagine that? You know, with how much talent was in that movie, you kind of expected it to be a bit better. <gasps> it's not a I good movie. I liked it. I liked it. <gasps> but it wasn't like great. <gasps> I mean, especially with all the people that were in it. I, <gasps> I think Rob just peed himself. Hold on. I'm hyperventilating. <gasps> no, no. Have you watched that movie recently? Yes. Did you like it still? Yes. Kind of actually watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. It's no Fast and Furious two. Right. You <laughs> needed more Paul Walker. That's that was the trick. Mm, come on, well, come on. As we all know, no more of that. Tokyo Drift was by far the best Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even finish that with this straight. Sometimes, rather than watching a Fast and Furious marathon, I just put them all on different TVs and watch them all at the same time, and I just spin around in a circle. <laughs> that actually sounds like fun. Can we do that? Diesel, Give me diesel, that. diesel, <laughs> unleaded. Can we seriously do that? Because that sounds like fun. Get a little. That's yeah. the only Magic circumstance snow, under yeah, which I would watch like, those movies. I, I think it sounds amazing. Yeah. To me, you know what? The kind of I think Fast and the Furious is the new Pink Panther movie. They just keep iterating, iterating, iterating. You can swap it Without out the like the stars go. It's a new police academy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's the police academy. We just needed some guy that makes funny noises with his mouth. They do. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. He doesn't really talk. He's just like simulating sound that kind of sounds like words. He's parroting human speech he learned from his trainers, because, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he might be slightly simian. I'm not sure. Vin Diesel's in that category where he uh, he wanted to get into the film business as a director, and that's where he came in. Steven Spielberg wanted him to direct, and they said, hey, you're a big dude. Come star in our movie. And that's where he kind of got in. That's a good-looking ape. Damn, it's Spielberg. <laughs> that's a good-looking ape. I have one more thing to blame Spielberg for. Which is not as, as weird as, like, Dolph Lundgren holds a, I think it's a ph- physicist degree? Yeah. yeah, he's a smart dude. Yeah. And he played oh. He-Man. He, He-Man is a physicist, which... Oh, makes, my God, this makes me so happy. Which makes sense, I think. Who's, uh, who's that one uh, Asian guy in The Hangover... God, that comedian doctor, doctor. Oh, from Community. Dr. Ken Jeong? Yeah, dude, yeah, he's a doctor. He goes, gets his, like, doctor, like, he's got his the test. Degree. Yeah, he, he could be a doctor. Yeah, he, uh, Chooses to be a funny-ass actor. He chose his shit. career because he, somebody told him, well, what would you rather be doing right now? And he said comedy, and he, apparently he went full-tilt comedy. <laughs> I'm serious. <I'll laughs> say. He did one of those, like, yes-man moments of, like, do you want to be a comedian? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you can totally see him saying that. Just probably the light turned on. He's like, I can totally do that. <laughs> so he was probably in his underwear at the time, just being like, yeah, I do want to do comedy. <laughs> who, are, who are we kidding? He was probably naked. He runs around naked in all three Hangover movies. True. So he was probably naked in front of the other guys from that movie, and they were like trying to talk him into it. It takes balls to do comedy. <laughs> That's why they don't seem surprised because they're like, oh, we've seen it. I'd like to see Vin Diesel do some stand up. <laughs> I mean, it's good in theory. It's good in theory. Like, you know, like Vin Diesel gets up there and all of a sudden he's like, yeah. it's triple X stand up. So. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I am the machine. I am the machine. I, I think he would just be unintentionally funny trying to do comedy just like watching that man try to do comedy would be hilarious I don't think he'd actually pull off any good jokes or anything <laughs> you guys it would be like the situation at the roast of oh god um, oh, whose god. roast was that Donald Trump no you actually watch the roasts I love the roast who the situation Hence got like booed off the Bob stage absolutely freaking lootly he got booed off the stage. I want to say it was maybe the Charlie Sheen one. I don't know. The situation tried to do a roast, and he couldn't even get through the scripted bits, let alone any improvising. So. Well, it's hard for him to read, seeing as he's illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> that was on the application for Jersey Shore. Are you illiterate? And they just leave the box blank because they can't fucking read it. And they're like, you're hired. Like, he's so proud he made it through the sentence that he's, he's just like, his comedic timing is all screwed up like... I went to Charlie Sheen's house to do cocaine. Pause for a dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> this is boring. I want to go tanning. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> Your mom now stands for Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Okay. So we're talking about your mom. <laughs>
We're actually talking about Philadelphia. <laughs> My mother is from Philadelphia. That's In where West our family is from. Born and, and raised. raised. <laughs> um, anyway. Don't you have a theory that you can scream that for any street corner in Denver? Yeah, actually, it, as long as you're in the Lodo area or around Larimer. Yeah. If you scream, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, somebody is going to reply with Finish the lyric. Exactly. That's incredible. I would like to test out this theory, preferably while we have, like, seven simultaneous screens showing all of the Fast and the Furious movies at some, like, tacky-ass bro bar in Lodo. I think that's the only suitable location for said viewing party. Well, gentlemen, we'll just have to buy a bro bar. Yeah. Bro, bar. I rent one out bro, for a couple hours. We're not fucking buying one. <laughs> yeah, never buy a bar. Lease a bar. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lease it for some bros to watch terrible movies. <laughs> I just picture your face like like there's just you know, all the Fast and Furious screens around you and you're just spinning around like a little kid. On a fucking, on a bar stool that just <laughs> spins and spins See, and the only spins. Thing, the only reason I would have a bro bar... I would just spike all of the shots with uh, with steroids and just like watch them get into fights. That's the only reason. What that's my pure entertainment of bros. Uh, I like to see fights. them fight each other. The, the, whole, the bar is going to be called Roofies. You <laughs> <laughs> got a roofy top. Bar. Uh, right, because there's a rooftop. There's patio. a roofy top. Okay, so speaking of fights, we're roofing the girls and we're shooting them up with steroids, so it's just gonna be entertainment for hours. There's there's like a a floor that's been put in a whole bunch of epoxy, like resin, with just like steroid syringes and and a whole bunch of quaaludes in the floor, like walking over steroid syringes. So you want to talk like entertaining fights? I had a, a notion the other day. Um. So, one of my best friends, she just had a baby, like, two months ago. Yeah. And so, I've been getting to know the little baby, the wee lad. He loves me. And, well, he loves everybody. He's in that phase where he hasn't gotten, you know, choosy yet. Everything's new. Everything's cool right now. It's like, oh my god, I haven't seen that before. You're a totally different person. That's interesting. And, uh... We had this, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but but we thought it would be terribly entertaining um, to have Baby Fight Club, where they don't actually fight, obviously, because they're babies, but you just get them in their diapers and, like, watch them, like, fall over and, like, put little baby boxing gloves on them and, like, just... Let them kind of walk around and bump into stuff. And like baby sumo wrestling, like watch, like draw a ring around them and see if one of them eventually falls out. <laughs> That's what I used to do with my cell phones. I just think I just think that would be adorable because they would go after each other, but then they would like you know kind of flop over because that's what babies do, and it would be hilarious. This sounds like a gambling addiction problem. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, you used to do that with your cell phones. Yeah, yeah that you put them both on vibrate. Baby, and then we we basically. Basic. Or basketball. <laughs> that was the easiest way for me to get numbers back in the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he would basically put the cell phones on top of, like, a bar or whatever else, and whichever one would fall first would be the loser. And oh. he would have people call them, so the bike would go off, and it looked like the cell phones were fighting. It's, oh, that's amazing. It's a little bit like Jenga, too. Just, just a shade of Jenga. Uh, and uh, we used to also make peep sword fighting. That was another one. It's kind of in that same category. So you put peep like marshmallow peeps. Marshmallow peeps, like the little chick things yeah. you get at Easter. Yeah. And you put a, uh, a toothpick in the front of each one. You make them face each other like they're lightsabers <laughs> inside inside the microwave, and then you turn the microwave on. And eventually, what happens <laughs> is it looks like the peeps are sword fighting. <laughs> And whichever one finally stabs the other one, that's the winner. <laughs> Do we have any peeps right now? <laughs> no, but Easter's coming up. <laughs> it is. You hear that, kids? Buy me lots and lots of peeps. Oh, I have work sure. to do. There's probably some still at the dollar store somewhere. Probably. <laughs> like, Show we, challenge accepted. We can get both peeps and colored toothpicks so you can do like Jedi fights. Yes. Like a red toothpick and a blue toothpick. Don't forget a purple one a for Mace Windu. Mace Windu. <laughs> we'll make him a bunny. <laughs> Say the force again. <laughs> Say the force again. <laughs> So, uh, Does Yoda look like a little bitch? <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes he'll make a face and I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. Why are you trying to screw Yoda like a bitch? <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> wow. The wise Jedi walks the path of the Force. <laughs> There's a mashup I never saw coming. <laughs> What is 
this? It's a Wampa Burger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you guys. An eight dollar Naboo shake. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I am drawing an air square as we speak. <laughs> Four square. All right, all right. Wow. Nerd joke. <gasps> I love those. How warm is it inside of a tauntaun? Lukewarm? <laughs> <laughs> you <God>. bastard! <laughs> he went on Han Solo on that one. <laughs> wow. Your nerd jokes make me angry. That's how good they are. <laughs> are you jelly? You know what else makes jelly. me angry? You know what else makes me angry? Lots of things. But <laughs> how much time we got? No, but seriously, I um so I live and I work downtown and you know, so I'm, you know, hoofing it a lot. And it's remarkable to me the number of people that are just oblivious to pedestrians at stop signs, at stoplights, and clearly marked crosswalks. I'm just like, hi, you know that stop sign? You stop at it, then pull forward. You don't nearly run me down because you're stopping at the very last second of the curb before you get T-boned by oncoming traffic. I'm just like, come on. And bicyclists are the fucking worst. You think you're doing your part for, you know, the earth by bicycling around? Um, the same rules apply to you. I can't tell you how many times I have almost gotten run over by a fucking hipster flying off to, I don't know, Vegan Central or wherever it is that they congregate. I'm being really mean right now, but I feel very passionate about this. They've got a well-worn path between REI and Wild Oats and they're trying to run you over. They're like, no, I gotta get replaced with my backpack at REI. Hold on. I just have to take that side route to, uh... Trader Joe's. Of course. Of course. But seriously, I'm just, it, it just floors me every time because I'm like, um, just because you can see that there's no oncoming traffic as you're approaching the intersection, you still need to stop so that the person who has the right of way in the crosswalk does not get mowed down by your skinny Big Mac needing ass. It's it's true that bicyclists, I think, are the most entitled people in Colorado. Because oh, God, I hate them all. I want to tell them. I want to scream at them every time it happens. And a couple times I have. Your shoe's untied! Well, here's just, what you do. Just on the off chance that they look and fall down. Here's what you do. You get about foot-long sticks, Okay. Make sure they're pretty firm, you know, not like twigs. They're not going to break. You keep them around on you. You have like a sling right here. And anytime one of those bicyclists come mowing by, almost mow you over, just throw it right in the spokes. <gasps> have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. Garrison. <laughs> this is like a Michael Douglas falling down moment right now. Garrison. <laughs> you have just given me the tools to my happiness. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I, Rob's got an erection again. <laughs> Rob Rage! Rob, Rob Rage! I can't help it. I get rage boners. What? <laughs> when I get really angry, it's Do you exciting. call them broners? I do now. <laughs> the Rob Roner? No, Rob Roner! But, oh god, that's awful. <laughs> no, but has anybody, has anybody else experienced that? I feel like any other major metropolitan area I go to, because I feel like... They're much more pedestrian friendly. Oh, God, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> At least, okay, on the times that I've been in major metropolitan areas where there are clearly marked crosswalks and stop signs and red lights and whatever the shits, I have never had as much, and maybe it's because I'm not there for as long, but I have never had as many problems as they do in Denver. Well, I don't, I don't think, you see, in Denver, we have a couple of things going on. First off, we have a melting pot, so people from all kinds of other states are driving with their bad habits from their states. And so it all melts. And what this does is it, it pisses people off to where they get like this self-entitled, I'm going to get where the fuck I'm going. Fuck you. Get out of my way. Or I'm going to run your ass over. And I don't know where this comes from because we have like very strict laws on running people over. Yeah, cro crosswalks and pedestrians are pretty important in Colorado. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's, uh, it used to be we blamed the Californians when there was the big Californian and Texan migration in, yeah. into Denver, but I think we're we're past a lot of that now. Well, I mean, because we got people coming from Detroit and all kinds of places. You know, well, you I, know I, I think, decided. I think part of it might be the factor just downtown because downtowns where all the tourists go or like, mm. people come from out of town, those bro people yeah. down in Lodo, yeah. you know, the bro bar people. Yeah. Uh, like, like, they don't understand pedestrian etiquette like because when you live in Denver like, I park my car and I walk 
Yeah. My, I have a good week when I don't it's, drive. You know, that's awesome. Walkable. Yeah, yeah. It's easily walkable. That's it's easily bikeable. Yeah. Um, walkable, bikeable, but bikes do have that entitlement problem. I agree with you there because even in a bike, I'll admit, the second I'm on a bike, for some reason, I think I'm Superman and I keep rolling through stop signs myself. See, here's <laughs> the problem that I have is that I feel like one of these days, one of them is going to get me angry enough because it's going to stop like a centimeter from cracking my kneecaps. And I'm just going to have to jump on the hood of their car and roll off it and make them think they hit me just to teach them a fucking lesson. Look, nobody has, nobody gets cocky on a fucking Segway. <laughs> Bullshit, you've never been to Dallas. <laughs> no, I, I keep picturing you like with this like road ra- or this pedestrian rage thing going on that I, I think they're going to have like a backpack full of wooden stakes and I'll be like, Rob, bicycle killer. Right? <laughs> Excuse me, I am a bicycle slayer. He's going to like rip off a patch of their hipster jacket like each time and like wear them as like a freaking bandana <laughs> yeah like, like I, I keep picturing like you'll pull out the, the stake and you'll like you'll like throw at the spikes of the bicycle and kill a bicycle and be like that's another one down I'm gonna wander on down to my work. He has like on his satchel that he's carrying him in. He like marks another line. <laughs> no, he's got the, he's got the playing cards so that every single day I leave my calling card. <laughs> like my big thing when walking around. Okay, okay. So say I'm going across the crosswalk. And there's somebody turning, you know, that's going to turn across. I know they're going to be able to turn clear and well before me, so I wait for you to fucking go. Don't sit there and insist I go, because now you're holding up a whole bunch of people that are getting mad. Just go. If I wait for you to go, that means I am planning this out perfectly to keep my stride. Now we have this awkward... Kind of on the flip side of that, no, it's a Zeno's paradox problem where you're both trying to go slower, (laughs) like you're both trying to go half the distance. Am I going? You no, I'm gonna take the off. Are you gonna take that's how you get accidents? Hesitation on the flip side of that, though, it's equally frustrating when as you're walking, they are literally creeping up your ass, like that's gonna make you walk faster so they can turn, even though they're capable of going much faster than you once they get through the intersection. I would just sit on the hood. I'm telling you, one of these days, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Michael Douglas fall down all over a car. So I was driving the other day, and uh, and this we're doing the whole courtesy wave sort of thing. No, no, you go. No, no, no you, you go. go. Like after the first, after the first round, he looks at me, and then I just fake my own death. <laughs> That's the only way out of it at that point. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, you're not fucking listening to me, so. Throughout the day, in lower downtown Denver, cycles stalk the streets. They roam through intersections entitled believing red lights don't apply to them. He'll make them believe it applies to them. Robbie, cycle killer, roams the streets, dueling out justice to cycles everywhere. Making sure his rage is exacted against any bicyclists that would mow down pedestrians. Robbie, Psycho Killer, directed by Joss Whedon. Yay, Joss! Terrible ideas. It's time for a brand new segment here at Portable Chicken. Or here... I can't talk. It's time for a brand new segment here on Shotgun Therapy, PortableChicken.com. For those of you listeners who may be uninitiated, the voice you're currently listening to is that of a homosexual. Oh my god, no! Wait a second! Wait, you? You? Now in all fairness, I was... Oh my god, where are you from? Canada? Okay, in all fairness, I was laughing at the slap and then that. I'm just like, oh my god, I thought you were going to be like shocked or surprised or the fake gasps. Like, come on! Hold on. Uh, So what you'd like to do is introduce us to part of the world of being gay. Yes. So we can better appreciate. Better appreciate, better understand. Just, I don't know, my idea is not to be like have an agenda or be real militant or anything. I just, you know, there are some things that... I just feel like need to be said that don't get said enough. Best to be put out on the table. Yes. So everyone's on the same page. Yes. Spread eagles. Yes. J- just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, bastard. Just to make sure people properly understand this segment. 
Will I be a better dresser after listening to this segment? No. Will I be a better cook after listening to this segment? No. Will I not run over people on my bicycle after listening to this segment? You're goddamn right. <laughs> Can I slap a fish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So... For those of you who may not already be aware, the voice you're listening to is that of a homosexual. <gasps> Serious? I and I would like to take this unique opportunity, while I have your ear, to lay some knowledge on you in a new segment I like to call Now I Know My Gay BCs. Get it? Get it? Yeah, yeah we got it. We, we got it, Rob. All right, good. Now, the first letter is... A for attitude. Attitude. That thing that gay people, well, mostly gay men, seem to have when they walk around and think that they're better than everybody else. When really, we should be focused on building a community and teaching people about the many things that we have to offer the world instead of catfighting and backstabbing and, well... All the unfortunate things that seem to make up the gay community these no, days. No, I don't own any cashmere. What are you talking about? Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the attitude, even, you know, in the gay community, among gay people, it's really damaging. It's really counterproductive to the community that we're trying to build. And, and if we want, you know, the world to take us seriously, you know, I don't think it should be a, commu a gay community, a straight community. It should just be a community of people. And I think once we get the focus on that, it's not gay rights, it's human rights. You know, it's, it's, I think that kind of, aww, they're serenading. Seriously though, I think that kind of mentality is crucial for getting things like what's happening in Arizona and several other states right now, you know, to just be blown off the table because I feel like it's it's ridiculous. And so the first thing we can do is just a simple attitude adjustment. And um, so my straight listeners, please do not judge the gay person that you know by their attitude because they're trying. They've got a lot on their shoulders, I'm sure. And gay people, find a better way of carrying that weight on your shoulders because my God, I'm tired of the world hating us. And this has been... Now I know my gay BCs. Tune in next week when we do the letter B. B is for... Well, we'll figure that one out. Oh, I already know. <laughs> this has been a message for the straight people and some gay people by Portable Chicken. Dot com! <laughs> Sean Connery, the musical starring Sean Connery and Liam Neeson. I will go from the cycle killer to the, um, something else killer. Damn it. Notorious. <laughs> had something for this. I did, and then I didn't. Epic um, fail. Notorious. Oh, man, I'm just epic failing left and right. So, music. Music's kind of a sore subject with me lately. Right, Harrison? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just so so close. So, so It was Glenn close. close, but no cigar. So mm. what exactly are you talking about here, Rob? Mm -hmm. <sighs> He's referring to our so close of placing. We, we, we did the uh, American hockey... Uh, <laughs> of karaoke, we, we we came in fourth. Sadly, well, I came in fourth. You came Fifth. close close behind that. So yeah. you did the Russians. I did Thanks. the American. Thanks. After hosting two weeks of shit talking, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the worst shit talking ever, by the way. Well, in all fairness, um, you shouldn't judge us too harshly, um, gentle listeners. For those of you who don't have the privilege of staring at our whiteboard where we write our topics for the evening. Uh, Jeff decided to dub us the Epic Fail Orchestra and misspelled orchestra. I am vindicated. Based off the uh, old Japanese saying of empty orchestra, which is completely false, but the Epic Fail Orchestra. It sounded good. Well, actually, I think the spelling of that O-R-C-A-S-T-R-A is actually kind of correct. Orchestra. <laughs> 
Hey. By that, I mean castrated. Is that... <laughs> oh, Bruno! <laughs> now, to be fair, isn't that spelling the epic fail orchestra? Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, Why you gotta go and be all thematically appropriate and shit? Uh, yeah, can I just tell you that the highlight of my performance, and so, by so highlight, I mean low what light. Did you say? We, we've been accused of, of not actually introducing things we're talking about, which I think is appropriate, but we should probably talk about this since we're wrapping up two weeks of, of tension here. So, you guys have been participating yes. in, in a uh, karaoke contest yes, yes. Sir. weekly yes, sir. Yes. at the famous slash infamous... Hamburger Marys. Hamburger Marys. Hamburger Marys. Hamburger Marys. Huh. Hamburger and, and, and tell us a little bit more about this competition. How does it work? Well, uh, they did three weeks of qualifying rounds where they picked a first, second, and third place winner. Uh, the first week, I took first place, so I was one of the three. The second week, Garrison took second place, so he was one of the three winners. But actually, that night, there was a, a tie for third place, so there were four winners, and then the third week, there were three winners again. So that was a total of 10 finalists that then competed in the championship round Monday night, this past Monday night. And um, So we were champions. We were champions. We, we won once we won. before. <laughs> um, and it wasn't honestly, a participation ribbon. It was it, like, no, we, we won. It was yeah, on our own merits, yeah. absolutely. And, and Hamburger Mary's, for those people that, that don't live in Denver, is, uh, is a, a bar uh, down on 17th yeah. that uh, is famous for its drag queen bingo. And, and amazing burgers. And amazing burgers. <laughs> and uh, that actually probably has the closest patio to a Vegas patio, I think, in Denver Outback. It's really nice. It is a nice yeah, patio. It is crazy. So, uh, yeah, so we made it to the championship round. And, um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to let Garrison talk for a minute. Because his performance actually <sighs> didn't have anything go wrong. So we'll let him talk Wait, first. Was, was there a wardrobe malfunction here? Um, actually, I, 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 he had one on purpose. I did it on purpose. (laughs) I, uh, I, I dressed up quasi Eminem like because I was doing without me by Eminem. Okay. Uh, you know, I figured I'd I'd stick to my strengths because I I rapped in the first one. That's how I got in there. Stage performance. So I I had to do a very hypey song. So I did it when I did it. I wore like a runner track pants, you know, black ones with the white stripes down the side. Um, tank top, you know, white beater. White rage. And, uh, (laughs) And a black beanie, and uh, yeah, so in part of it uh, where he says, um, such a catastrophe for you to see, so damn much of my ass you ask for me, I, uh, I, I did a partial moon to the crowd. I, I pulled down my pants to show you my box. I thought, sure, you're going to tell me that you're going to say that all your t-shirts have nipples cut out. Oh, that would have... <laughs> I think I would have placed if that were the case. Yeah, damn it. Next time. Next they, they're time. talking about doing another one over the summer. So. Oh, see. Yeah, we're in. Yeah. And we're going to win this time. Yeah. Okay. To hell with them. So, <laughs> his, uh, I mean, seriously, nailed every line of that song, and that is a hard song. And had the crowd going, he was dancing, he was moving around. Um, Mine started off okay. I did a very special rendition of one of my all-time favorite diva songs. I did uh, Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. But I do this version where I throw in all the little, like, diva quirks. You know, the hoos and the hoos and the, you know, waving the hands and moving the mic around. And, like, you know, all the the divas kind of rolled into one. And it's one I've done before many, many times at karaoke. Um, I don't know if it was just nerves or I just overexerted myself or what. But, like, two-thirds of the way through the song, I blew out my voice. And I could not quite get to those big notes anymore. And so, in a desperate attempt to win some sort of crowd approval and impress the judges, I reach into the water glass of the girl sitting in the front row, and I grab a handful of ice, and I run it across my face really fast to make it look like I'm crying during this terribly emotional song. You stole ice as a prop from somebody? I sure did. The girl was sitting right there on the edge of the stage, and he just... Went right up, reached his hand right into her glass of water, and grabbed her ice. And I'm sure she was just sitting there like... You should have seen her face. Oh. It was priceless. <laughs> so I finished the song. Yeah. So I, I... And I'm thinking, okay, if I can't get this on the vocal merits, because there's that big note at the end that I can always, always get to, and I fucking blew it. I couldn't get there. So I tried to cheat it, and even cheating it, I couldn't do it. So... 
Um, I was feeling pretty, pretty bad, and I thought, well, hey, you know, the ice cubes might be a thing. And so after the song, after my epic fail, if you will, I go up to this nice young lady. Um, she was there uh, with uh, some friends who were just singing regularly. They weren't part of the competition. And I said, thank you so much for being an unwilling accomplice in my karaoke misadventure. Can I get you anything? Um, another drink, perhaps? Or, you know, I just, I'm offering all this stuff. And she's like, I would just really like another glass of water. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you're so sweet. You know, my hands haven't been anywhere special recently, so. Because that helps. Yeah. That helps. Um, but, but I'll just go get you another water. Okay. She's, why is this man singing Tony Braxton and stealing my ice? <laughs> and you're like, she can was... I please buy you a drink at this establishment drinkery? And she's like, I would just like another water, please. Yeah. <laughs> because it was... Freaking disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's not... Okay, anyway. So, yes, but the way I see it, we are the fourth and fifth best singers out of anybody in that bar. Damn and, right. And Hamburger Mary's has some pretty serious people in karaoke. They hey, really hey, do. So we're still sitting at a... At a Point five oh, you know, I mean, that's on, a really respectable on. average. It's good. It's hey, good. right there, right there. Yeah. So it was, it was an epic fail maybe, but I like to think of it as an epic learning experience because the second, the second they set the date for the next contest, I'm going into vocal coaching. <laughs> that's right. I know people who are going to make me just rock that shit. I'm going to get my own 80s training montage. It's going to be incredible. I'm picturing you on an international flight to Tokyo. No, you got to hit the bitches. Hit the pitch. Like an international <laughs> flight to Tokyo. All of a sudden you're like, wait a second. Hamburger Mary's has announced the contest. Turn this plane around. I need vocal training. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm going to do it because I don't want to ever. Okay, that's probably. I'm thinking back to all the times I've done karaoke and done stuff on stage. I have never blown out my voice like that before so go figure in a competitive situation i'm like great um so i don't want to run the risk of that ever happening again well guys better luck next time thank uh, you and, uh, yeah actually you don't need it you already won you're already winners we are wait you're a contestant i got my copper mug to prove it oh yeah that, that was one of our uh, qualifying round prizes it was a very lovely copper mug and um, Garrison takes it everywhere with us now. He's like, can you put something in this? And they always do. But I'm just like, you you just brought your own mug to a bar. That's pretty awesome. And yeah. I can't do it because then that would look like copycatting. So kudos. <laughs> you trendsetter, you. We just need some chalices. We should go to the bar and get some <laughs> I have a chalice. It, it kind of resembles the Goblet of Fire. Can I get something maybe with some dry ice, a dry ice float on the top? This to drink. <laughs> See, and then I can actually order a pimp's chalice. Or what did I say? A, a, a pimp's cup. <laughs> Instead of a pin's cup. Yeah. I like a pimp's cup in my pimp's cup. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's very cerebral. The only difference is uh, the uh, what you drink it out of. That's, that's mm. the only difference between the two. Mm. Okay, Davis, who actually won? <laughs> um, this, oh. lovely, this lovely young lady... Um, who works at Buffalo Exchange. Her name is Molly. And she did Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. And this bitch, and I say that affectionately because, you know, I'd say it to her face. I love her to death. Uh, this bitch looks like a Disney princess character, like, come to life. She's got the big, beautiful, wide eyes and, you know, like, the, that porcelain face and the fucking perfect hair. So she gets up there and does part of your world and knocks it out of the park, and I'm like, well, just three weeks ago, I did Poor Unfortunate Souls by Ursula, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to steal your voice and wear it in a seashell around my neck. And I, <laughs> I, I, I even told her this, and she was like, oh, you're so sweet. Wee, okay, bye. Because, you know, she was busy celebrating the fact that she just trounced everybody else. I did not ask her, however, which contest or which concert she wanted to go to for the, the grand prize uh, ticket. Um, I'm maybe, depending on what she goes to see, going to try to sweet talk her. And It'll probably be Miley her. Cyrus. F that. <laughs> Even for free, I would not waste my time. So so she works at Buffalo Exchange and yeah. she's singing Little Mermaid. Yeah. Didn't Ariel have a collection of other like just other people's crap? Sure did. <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. It's <laughs> oddly it's oddly appropriate. Yeah, a little it? little appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, Molly, and all the other finalists who uh Yeah. 
Yeah, I just honestly, out of the three of us, I was surprised none of us placed. You, me, or Jason? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really surprised. Yeah. I'm like waiting, I'm like, okay, yeah. no. Okay, yeah. that's gotta be. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Literally, we looked at each other um, right after just they so announced confused. the winners. We looked at each other with this really confused look, and then I swear to God, it was like one of those perfect sitcom moments. We both like locked eyes and went, let's get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you don't have to worry about performing anymore, so that's the first thing you want to do. <laughs> I was really drunk. Well, I'm out of responsibility. Let's knock a few back. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. A good time was had by all, and like I said, learning experience. Definitely want to shape up for next time. Getting strong now. I want a training montage with a chicken. kind of bittersweet for a minute we lost a modern comedy legend this week um this past week and i just want to say harold ramus aka egon from ghostbusters oh. one and two or the guy in uh stripes that was not bill murray <laughs> right <laughs> and a wonderful and talented director in his own right as well I as in the guy who wrote stripes for bill murray and, and groundhog, groundhog day, day for bill murray I just want to say thank you for the laughs, thank you for the memories, and this one's for you, buddy. Like, go pick up a chicken and take it to bars. It <laughs> <laughs> would be great word of mouth advertising, wouldn't it? Notorious. The wrath of Mike Turner. I will go from the cycle killer to the um, something else killer. Damn it. Hey, speaking of, speaking of terrible ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Way to segue, sir. Way to segue. I have a terrible idea. It's not a segue idea. if you call it a segue. There's my mascot, Fishy. All I can think of is a mo- like, boomerang fish. You throw them, you slap them, they come back. <laughs> fish pimp. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> See, I feel like this is probably a smaller fish. I feel like they don't fuck around when it comes to fish slapping. I feel like it makes more of a, like, a thud. Oh, you picked the red snapper. <laughs> I think they were, like, the, the biggest fish caught that day. They hang it out in the center of town, and everybody that walks by slaps it. That's... I feel like there's goes. I feel like there's a funny college movie involved where somebody finally slaps a dolphin and everybody gasps like what? <laughs> I've been wa- he's watching people slap fish around town all day. Pretty soon he just slaps a porpoise. And like, I'm going to write that. Obviously he's from out of town. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Turner. <laughs> Keep him away from the fish. Portable chicken does not support Ike Turner in Finland. <laughs> Paul Reiser is the dude from Aliens every single time. He is! In everything. He has no range either. He just does the befuddled Jerry Seinfeld light. Poor man Seinfeld. Paul Reiser. Poor man Seinfeld. Oh. But I've never had an opinion in my life. <laughs> Not even once.